0: Uh, Come see me June the week of June 18th at the Denver Improv. I'll be telling jokes there like Thursday through Sunday. And I think that's it. Yeah. So okay, let's do this. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Your Twitter is at Kevin G. Christie in case people want to, to find you
1: find me. (laughs) <laughs> get all up in it
0: you're the you're the neatest person i just i i've been <laughs> enthralled with you for years <laughs> really yeah ever okay. since you saved my life in a gas station
1: i mean that again that's a relative that's that's a that's a selective memory story
0: yeah you did though
1: i remember okay w- i well, the way i remember it it was is it the chevron chevron so. in I'm, toluca lake yes was that guy trying to sell you jewelry
0: I don't remember. I honestly don't remember I remember, remember my him saying, having
1: like, like a necklace. He was kind of fat <laughs> and like kind of moly looking. Yeah. I remember, I think he had like a gold necklace and he was like, hey, you should, you're a pretty lady. You should buy this gold necklace. <laughs> and you were like, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> and then he just wouldn't go away. And so I think... And I knew who you. I knew you. You weren't a stranger to me. I was like, I know her. She's a comic. I think we met like ten years ago. This is a long time ago. And so I just went like, dude, leave her alone. Wow. Yeah. And then he was like, Oh, you're gonna be like the big hero. And I think I was like, (laughs) Maybe, dude. Like
0: that.
1: (laughs) And then he left or whatever. And then after the fact you were like he had mace. And I was like, "Oh, I definitely didn't know he had mace." <laughs> that may I may have been like, "Should I watch her get maced?" Like I'm not sure. Uh,
0: like that's too
1: that is a good example of like an event where you and I had different narratives.
0: Yeah. That's true because I uh, my end of it was like, you know, women get pestered all the time yeah. in public. Lately, I've learned how to deflect any and all interaction with other human beings, no eye contact, uh, sunglasses all the time, but it's my dog digging into his so own good. pillow. It's the best.
1: Right? It's the best thing ever. Like, where does he think he's going to end up? He's done it so many times and it's never led anywhere. So just the level of stick-to-itiveness. Yes,
0: this is the only reason to have pets. Today's the day. <laughs> but yeah, so I just recall being harassed by some gentleman and like out of the, you came out of the blue. And I just remember being like that is the most courageous thing ever cuz who in this day and age, you know, people just aren't courageous. I don't I haven't had that level of chivalry probably <laughs> since or before. <laughs> I'm serious. So it always I, I've every time I see you I think of it and I think of what a courageous wonderful act it was. So oh, thank, thank you. you for doing
1: that. I you know, I don't know that I've done anything like that more than I think that may be the only time that opportunity presented itself. He was in terrible shape. So I was like, if this gets weird, (laughs) I can definitely fuck this dude up. I was like, if this gets bad, (laughs) I can fight him until the gas station attendant comes out.
0: (laughs) Right. Because they will. Yeah, eventually. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Toluca Lake. The dangerous streets of Toluca Lake. Yeah,
1: let's be fair. It wasn't. I mean, It wasn't that. Yeah. It was not.
0: Thankfully. I mean. Yeah. God damn. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) So today's topic we're doing memory, and I um, I've done I've covered Nietzsche in one episode, the genealogy of morals. So forgive me if you've heard this one before, but um, the topic of 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 memory and forgetfulness is, I think, really important. Obviously, as a human functioning being, uh, Nietzsche believed that forgetfulness was um, imperative to human functioning. Um, you actually need to forget. To go forward. And I'll just read you this is from the genealogy of morals, uh, the beginning of the second essay. He goes, Forgetting is no mere viz inertia. I don't even know what that is viz inertia. Inertia. Yeah. So inertia. Forgetting is no mere inertia as the superficial imagine. It is rather an active and, in the strictest sense, positive faculty of repression. That is responsible for the fact that we experience and absorb enters our consciousness as little while we are digesting it, as does the thousandfold process involved in physical nourishment, so called incorporation, to close the doors and windows of consciousness for a time, to remain undisturbed by the noise and struggle of our underworld of utility organs working with one sorry, working with and against one another a little quietness, a little tabula rasa of the consciousness to make room for new things above all for the nobler functions and functionaries. Anyway, it goes on and on, but I love the idea. It's a little tabula rasa of consciousness. You got to make room for new shit basically. So you can't always be reminiscing, which I have a problem with therapy some weeks (laughs) for that exact reason.
1: I said to my, I said to Whitney recently, I was like, I'm really sick of, talking about my own personality right i'm just like i'm i'm really tired of thinking and talking about my own thought process and why it's happening it's like can i just like go out and live a little as opposed to the constant like Mm self-examination i was just over it like me like because especially me whitney and neil are constantly talking about brain science and like (laughs) you know just like thought process and that kind of shit and after a while, I was like, Dude, I don't, "Can you please talk about the Clipper game? Like, I right. beg of you, <laughs> like enough. Like, it, it, there is something to like a life that's too examined."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's like you 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 cease to exist in the life, as opposed to this outside entity that's just examining the life.
0: That is such a, a great observation. And I recently I couldn't go to a few therapy sessions in the last month or so just because right. my scheduling. And I can't, and I realize like, oh, I've just been living this last month. And what a difference that is um, to just kind of go through the motions and kind of be okay with stuff every day and not have these huge, you know, beaming insights into my existence every week. And just like, bro, sometimes you got to kind of autopilot it.
1: Well, also, I think it's, it it gives you an opportunity to use the things you're supposedly learning in therapy (laughs) to like actually put them into use as opposed to like, putting life off yeah like oh when i get better upstairs then i can go out and do some stuff and
0: i do that i will definitely do that yeah
1: but like it's 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 like oh i can actually go interact with people and i'm a little better at it now
0: oh wow as
1: opposed to you know just like thinking about wow man i wish i was better at interacting (laughs) with people yes you know
0: because that is the goal, right? To yeah, to, exactly. to to try to do better every day, to be yeah. more
1: every day. There are people out there, like we forget, or I forget this. There are people out there who don't need therapy, mm-hmm. and like,
0: are there? Yeah. I don't buy that. I do mean, you I don't that? know.
1: Maybe they need like <laughs> a, to a lesser degree than I do, <laughs> but they're out there. Like, you know what? I was at my stepmom's house not that long ago, and I remember. Sitting there and everyone's just talking normally and eating whatever, like a holiday of some kind, maybe it's Easter or some shit. And I was like, oh, I'm the like sarcastic dick. Like everyone else <laughs> is just fucking living their life and has kids and jobs <laughs> and whatever. I'm the one who's like over analyzing every situation and just basically like jerking off this family <laughs> event to, to the point where I'm rubbing it raw. And they're just living. Right. And I'm the one who's like, well, did you notice this? Like, no, they didn't because <laughs> they're fucking happy. Or at least happier, and we're the ones who're like, "Well, I mean, yeah, that was fun, <laughs> but did you notice? Like, dude, shut up, just enjoy the thing, and just stop. Stop
0: right. it." <laughs> but why can't we just enjoy the thing? What what, sep- what what happens in consciousness where you cannot just be, and you have to have the the, the ego, the chatter along?
1: Well, commentary. I think if you want to link that to memory, it's like a it's a trust issue. Yeah. It's we don't trust us we don't trust situations to be enjoyable. So we have to analyze them in real time to make sure they're going okay because mm. we don't want to be hurt again in the Absolutely. way that we were maybe hurt in the past and have it hurt the same way. Absolutely. It's just protective.
0: I know I read this um on the last episode about the illusion of control. I read this girl's um like blog entry and she talks about growing up in a traumatic household. Right. And how every when you grow up with this constant threat of abuse, psychological, verbal, you're always working the angles in your yeah. head. You're always calculating out, it's well, f- this person says this and I gotta go do this yeah. and, and, and blah blah blah. And it's really like a PTSD. It's they
1: a call form. it hypervigilance.
0: Yes, I and have that.
1: You're always like <laughs> always ready for the other shoe to drop. Like yes. you almost feel comfortable when shit hits the fan. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, now I can be useful and do stuff. Yes. It's uh yeah they, they use that term a lot. I go to Al-Anon, which is for people that have had either are in relationships with alcoholics and family of alcoholics. And a lot of the people, I'm lucky I don't have a lot of traumatic experiences with it, but when you hear people talk about it, it is like it is PTSD like. Yeah. Where like, you know, there're certain things that trigger them like you know, they hear broken glass and it's just it's wow. a very different reaction than you or I than I have. Yes. Like for me I'm like I used to work at a restaurant so I'm like someone dropped a glass. Whereas when they hear it, it's very different. Yeah, and I think that, but that's like that. I think has a lot to do with where the memory lives Hmm. in their brain. I mean, think about it. A memories memories are just like these events, something that happened to you, something you experienced, and then your brain sort of does with it what it will. And I don't know how much control over that you really have, but your brain puts it in a place. Sometimes the right place, sometimes the wrong place and hmm. there's that new I don't know how new it is there's that form of therapy EMDR
0: I've never even heard of it what is it
1: it's like a the way I understand Sorry. it when my understanding is pretty limited is uh, it's like a light therapy and, it, and, it, and you basically it you go through the memories again because hmm. what happens when you're a victim of a traumatic thing it scrambles the way you organize stuff in your brain so then they, they, the simplest term the simplest way of explaining it I've heard is your brain has these like folders and before a traumatic event, your brain puts the right puts things in the right folders. Mm. After that, it puts things in the wrong folders. Mm. So you hear broken glass, you're like, "I'm about to get stabbed with a knife," right? Whereas, like, that's not what's going to happen. And then from then on you you keep compartmentalizing things in kind of the wrong order. In the wrong folders. Yeah, the wrong and folders. And then that's when
0: you need Scientology to help sort you out. You know what? If it fucking... Here's the thing. <laughs> you gotta get clear, Kevin.
1: Whatever. Like, whatever <laughs> it takes, man. I know several I know. Scientologists. <laughs> they're mellow. I, don't, I mean, yeah, they're catching a lot of shit right now. It is It is a rough time. They're, they're, they're doing a lot of... Exp- their voices are very high. In their, like, you don't look. Hey, wait, listen. Like, they're, it's a rough time. I am right now, but dude, is it uh, any weirder than anything else?
0: I, I I agree. I think the only, I think the thing that, do you see that documentary?
1: Oh, my HBO you, thing. You got to see it. Is, I, but is I've, that, do, I've read tons of the stuff.
0: Yeah, I've read about Scientology and I agree. The process is very similar to psychotherapy, actually. Yep. Going back in these memory folders, essentially, and then kind of de- Yeah. I don't know what's the word, de- decompressing these files and yeah. looking at the file. And I think that's what we you try to achieve in therapy is to, to go back to those corrupted files and kind of rework them. But I think Scientology, now they keep slaves and shit. They're like abusing people. Yeah,
1: I mean, but every religion has slaves.
0: <laughs> that's just, yeah.
1: They may have invented it. <laughs> I mean religions love getting something for nothing. That's true. They love to get work for free like and be like, you know this is um this is volunteer you're you're doing missionary work
0: oh, that's right, yeah. converting the savages yeah it's uh, all sure. it's all
1: free ass work
0: it is free ass work it's just it's like being not, a comic for ten there's years. There's no
1: union at a church <laughs> you can't fucking, no, yeah.
0: So that's interesting, so it's the I, I I like that analogy of like the files being corrupted. so every time something similar happens in the present tense, you you liken it to the prior trauma and and
1: well, like when my if my phone rings, I think I someone's it. dead. right immediately. That's my first reaction is who died. Mm-hmm. Now that's not the right reaction to the phone ringing. <laughs> what it usually means is Planned Parenthood wants more money,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Or like whatever, a bill is late. But my first reaction, like right away, my heart goes, "Who? Someone's dead.
0: Someone's dead. This is going to be bad."
1: Yeah, this is going to be bad. Tragedy. That's a wrong folder. But it, I, because I think about that all the time. When I remember, as a very young child, a kid. I don't know why this happened, but we were in like elementary school and. They were like saying, it was, we were talking about our parents or something. Like the teacher asked him a question and he said his mom's name and she had a different last name. And he was like, Yeah, I'm illegitimate, but I'm proud of it like that. (laughs) And I, and I remember at a young age, I was like, Okay. (laughs) I mean, I was probably like 13. I was like, I'm not saying you should be ashamed. But it's also, it's like a, it's, a, it's like a thing that's at zero. It's not like a source of pride, but it's also not a source of... It just is. Right. Your parents who were married when you were born, who gives a shit? Yeah. But it's like he's chosen to take that memory or the event of right. being born out of wedlock and use it as like this pride thing. It's like a rapper being super juiced about being a drug dealer or something.
0: <laughs> right, to, to reverse the negative yeah. that's consequences what, or whatever. Memory is so
1: malleable. Yeah, I mean, you hear people all the time, that, like when they're like, "I'm I'm glad I got my legs cut off in that car, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> otherwise I'd be dead right now." And you're like, "No, you're not glad. You're definitely not glad. You would have rather just have gotten sober without losing your legs." <laughs> I, I hear the rationale.
0: I I agree.
1: But I, I, that's a thing you're doing in your head to make life less terrifyingly painful.
0: Sure, I agree with you. Like, um. You know, like that girl who was a surfer and she had her arm bitten off by yeah. the shark. And, it, and it's one of those things where you're like, don't don't make that a good thing. That thing sucked for you. Yeah. And why are you still surfing? Stop surfing. <laughs> if somebody gets your fucking arm bitten off, yeah. just maybe don't do that again. Yeah. You want to keep yeah. the other arm, you know?
1: Yeah, it's courageous enough just to have one arm and be at the market. Right. You don't need to surf.
0: Right. Don't do it. stop it.
1: Yeah, like don't, like you're clearly smell better to sharks than other humans. <laughs> right so get out of the water homie yeah like you don't It's that's the thing people take bad events and, and have to make it heroic
0: yeah i agree
1: and now i'm a negative person so like <laughs> well i'm just like dude just suffer it and you don't have to make it rad just like deal with it like you know we are every, life's about eating a lot of shit and you'll get through it and whatever but they you know they aspire to like a better feeling towards themselves than maybe i aspire to yeah. You know, so that's cool, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I go back and forth. There are some days, for instance, I grew up with a fucking mentally ill mother. A right. crazy borderline schizo mom. And, you know, I've had the therapist try to paint that rosy for me, like, mm-hmm. well, it's making you a, a more empathetic adult. And you're like, <laughs> no, actually, I grew up without a mom. and yeah. <laughs> It's very painful and it's something I deal with every week in therapy. And that will forever cross my wires in in a very unique, specific way. And I'm struggling to uncross those wires. For real. It's hard. Yeah. And it sucked. But you know what? That's that's my bag of bullshit. And I think as people, as if you're a human being and you've lived, you just have a bag of bullshit.
1: There is an inherent like unluckiness to some of it. That just has nothing to do with anything. And it isn't like you don't earn your traumatic events. They just happen to you. And there's some, sadly, there are some people that are just inherently less lucky in life. They're born into a situation that's just shittier. Oh, yeah. And they didn't do a goddamn thing to deserve it. And you're just like, fuck. Mm. And what the saddest part about that to me is when you come in contact with someone who's had a lot of shit thrown at them. And it's hard for you to deal with them. Hmm. So then maybe you can't. So you're like, I kind of can't have this person in my life. So not only <laughs> yeah. did they get a lot of shit thrown at them, then all of a sudden they're this damaged thing where you're like, yeah, I can't handle that shit. Yeah,
0: this is too heavy for this me. Is,
1: you're too heavy. Like, I can't date you because too much bad shit happened to you. So now you're like, oh, so you have to find a shittier person than me <laughs> because of how unlucky you were. It just gets like worse.
0: Or that person, like in my case, m- my husband's a really kind, sympathetic, right. um, tolerant, patient man. And it and it just so <laughs> happened that I was lucky that I found someone that could. So maybe you wouldn't be a good match for someone who has a lot of trauma. Well, or-
1: I'm super codependent, <laughs> so which I'm trying to like fix. But like I used to honestly That's think so that my think. life was kind of mellow. Uh-huh. So I thought like I was honestly sent... By the universe to come into the lives of people that have had it really shitty and be really good to them.
0: <laughs> so you're afraid. So, D you, what you're saying is you're you're secretly af- are you afraid of people that have trauma because then you're gonna
1: no. Latch I actually. On or? I, this is this sounds so bad. I'm not afraid for two reasons. A, so much bad shit has happened to them. I barely have to be nice for it to be so much better than every other thing <laughs> they've experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so yeah, fucked. Like the, the bar is set so low. They're like, wait a minute, you're not gonna hit me closed fisted and you're like, no, nah, man, <laughs> we're good. They're like, you're so fucking nice.
0: <laughs> that is so true because your expectations are so low when yeah. you're not healthy. Yeah. And oh I God.
1: only derive happiness <laughs> from being useful. Mm. So if I'm if I if I make someone else happy or do something that make that pleases them, I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're worth something.
0: (laughs) Oh, and then and then that way they can't leave you because you're so you're so useful to them that they need you now, right? So you're kind of safe in the relationship. Is that is that? I don't know
1: if it's even that, but like if they leave me, they're the villain. It Mm -hmm. it it absolves me of like a lot of guilt, Mm -hmm. where I'm like I'm being so great right now. I'm
0: the saint here. Look look how helpful I am.
1: Various things I just did. (laughs) I opened all these doors. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, where do you think that that message came from?
1: I you? know uh, it came from my brother's adopted. He's Vietnamese, and we grew up in an all-white town. Mm. And he had it really hard. Mm. Kids were not rad to him. He's older than me, so it wasn't like I could defend him. He was my parents adopted him before I was born. Kids were really—they were fucking assholes to him.
0: Where where did you live?
1: La Crescenta which is like Jeez. a suburb. It's just kind of a, like a... It's a California. It's California. Very, like, just kind of a boring white suburb. And kids were really shitty to him. So at a very young age, I became cognizant of, of someone having it way harder than me. Mm. In Like, in my own house. That I just had an easier path than him. And also, I was born able to do a few things that got me attention. And so very early, it was like, I kind of learned how to maybe get a little less attention wise for the sake of not just making it seem like I had it so much better than him.
0: Like you kind of wanted to dim your light a little. So yeah. That
1: or, or, not only that, but my parents kind of had to just to like, even sure. just to kind of even the scales. Hmm. Cause it was fucking 10 times as hard on him as it was on me. And I was like the, the, the kid who looked like his parents and could draw really rad And so everyone gave me a ton of attention or it was easier for me to get attention. Hmm. And so I just kind of learned early on, like, I guess, and to almost take pride in that, like kind of martyrdom, like, oh, I'm I'm getting less because it's the right thing to do.
0: Which kind of fucks you up a little to have to dim your light. I'm incapable
1: of getting excited about anything.
0: I see that in you. (laughs) I see that in you.
1: I'm incapable. Yeah. Anything that I do. I get juiced for things other people do. But, like, if I do it, uh, it's not a big deal at all.
0: That is so funny. So you you could get the dream call tomorrow, whatever uh, career ambition.
1: I've gotten dream calls, and I'm just like, like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Because I'm just like, I mean, I'll maybe, I can count the times I've, like, enthusiastically celebrated on three fingers. Wow. Like, where I'll let my, it's something I wanted so bad. And by the way, I do it 100% alone. There's no one around. <laughs> like I only, I will only quietly like go into a place where no one's around. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but I just learned to net. You know, I I just don't get excited by any. People will be like, that's so awesome. And I'm like, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. You've learned to modulate your emotions because of how other people will react to them.
1: Yeah, and also yeah. I think it's when you express pure joy. It, There's a part of me, and I don't know where I learned this, but it opens you to ridicule.
0: Well, that's why you're a comic, because someone down the line did that to you. You, You're like, this is so
1: awesome. They're like, is it? Actually, it sucks. And you're like,
0: oh, (laughs)
1: damn it. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy for three seconds. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So that's where I learned that stuff, which I don't think is, while it it didn't make for maybe the most ideal childhood, I do like that it made me, cognizant of like it made me empathetic really young Mm. just like oh you have it harder than me and I can tell it's obvious that sucks you have harder time than me I have an easier time than you so you kind of get a you get a break you get a pass like Mm -hmm. I don't blame you for like maybe other things you do that I don't like because how I would react real shitty if I had to go through those things
0: yes of course I think when you I think when you have suffered, you see suffering in other people.
1: Now that I've like had a few traumatic things, like the way I compartmentalize other people's suffering is way different. Like mm-hmm. it really gets to me because I know I'm like, man, it sucks. That th- I know how that feels, and it sucks they're going through it right now. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, man. You can
0: identify it. Yeah, I can like,
1: identify it real quick, and it, it it gets to me much more than things that happen to me get to me.
0: Yeah, isn't that interesting? I find the same thing. Because you yeah. you know where they are, you know how deep that rabbit hole uh, can get, and how scary that is.
1: Also, I think you have a better understanding of what you can handle, but you don't know what they can handle. So you're like, oh no, what if they aren't as good at eating their own pain as I am? Right. <laughs> what if What if this really fucks with them, you know? And so you're like, oh shit! I wish that hadn't happened to them. You're almost like, oh, I'd rather have that happen to me again because yeah. I know how to deal with it.
0: Yeah, you've done that. There's a map for. Yeah, you're
1: this. like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I know, what, I kind of know what to do, but you, this is new to you, and you're fucking freaked out right now.
0: Ugh. It's hard. What's the one? The, what's the one that you're most afraid of for other people?
1: Death. Have them losing somebody. The first person, the first like big one, mm. like the first like parent. When I think about. Anyone I care about losing one of their parents, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I wish I could just avoid it or have it never (laughs) happen (laughs) because I'm like, man, there's no way you're ready for that, and it's going to be a shit show. Mm. You know, like, I know people have, like, older parents, like, their parents had them kind of older, and so they're not very old in reference to when they're probably going to lose their parents, and you're like, man, Mm. you are too young for this shit. Yeah. It is going to be fucked. Mm. And I just worry. I worry about them so much.
0: Oh, what if you don't like your parent? Does that does it's that different? Matter?
1: It's different because, like, uh, you know, they say they say like a, a, an absence <laughs> is a presence. There's that. What, <laughs> there's that story of like I, I forget, maybe it's like from a fucking movie where like a guy hated his father his whole life. Guy yeah. was like the He spent his whole life like hating his dad, and guy was a piece of shit. His mom died, he didn't cry. His dad died, cried his eyes out, and couldn't stop. Him. Whoa. And he, it was almost like he was mourning the absence of him ever being there. Like, oh, Ugh. now then you lose the chance. Like, oh, it'll never get better. <laughs> now this person is gone that was never great, and that hole will never be filled.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think my therapist would say that they've. Uh, there was always the door in their minds of possibility that things would work out with that parent. Yeah. You have to have a sense of finality on certain things, I think, before the the physical death happens. Yeah. Like with my mom, I know there's never going to be a reconciliation. There can't be because she's out of her mind. Right. So the physical death will just be a physical manifestation of hopefully, you know, oh God, who knows. Um,
1: (laughs) But that's also, you can't judge how that's going to go down.
0: No, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know. No. God, you think death of a parents the worst thing? Yeah, I I, I think yeah. death
1: of just someone you care deeply about. Jeez,
0: I I worry about my husband dying all the time. Like if Tommy, when Tommy, I shouldn't say if, yeah. when, like he is my he is my heart and my life. Yeah. Even the dog, Jesus Christ. Like I
1: can't. When I have to God. cry in auditions, I just think about my dogs dying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Like the other day, oh. I started to do math on how old one of my dogs was, and I had to stop because mm. I was like. Just the concept of him aging mm. was not acceptable <laughs> in my head and heart. Mm-mm. I was like, How old is he? No, nope, we're gonna stop thinking about that immediately. We're I'm just gonna not do that.
0: <sighs> I just am I'm I'm just gonna keep getting new ones.
1: I just wanna die before everyone
0: else.
1: <laughs> just fucking call it a day.
0: <laughs> I agree. Like,
1: dear, I'm not I can't I do it.
0: I think losing a parent early in life from that seems to me um a a pain that you never get over. Like, I have very, very close friends who have lost parents when they were, like, 11 years old, 10 years old. And that's a hole that you just...
1: That's a... I don't know how... Well, they say trauma, like, keeps you at that age almost emotionally from then on until you fix it. So that means you have a 10 or 11-year-old way of compartmentalizing emotional pain. Oh, until you fix that shit, which does most people don't do until they're in their 30s.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't get into therapy until I was 33. Yeah.
1: I didn't, I've been in therapy. a fucking four-year-old when I got in I there. was 35. Oh. Thank God Neil Brennan told me I was a cunt.
0: <laughs> he did? Yeah. What?
1: He was like, dude, you're turning into a cunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love neil Brennan. oh dude lifesaver He's so funny
1: for real so
0: well, how did it come about that he what happened
1: it was after the show we do in santa monica a bunch of us were hanging out and he was like dude you go negative immediately every time and it's it's so obviously protective like it's just you being like i'm oh, negative so no one fuck with me and i what was such a light bulb was i didn't know i was doing it yeah. i thought i was fine I, right, thought, right. I, I thought A, I was fine, everyone thought I was fine and everyone was like, yeah, okay, I was fine and, and he was like, dude, you're turning into a cunt wow. and then but a lot of people have told me to go to therapy but none of them ever got me a therapist <laughs> and so uh, like a couple weeks later I was like Neil, I think I need help and he got me a therapist like an hour later or wow. found one, he was like, here's a referral and then I told everyone else I was going to therapy and they were like, oh, thank God <laughs> I was like motherfuckers, they <laughs> like, "Fuck you were!" F- oh my god, dude! <laughs> like person after person was like, "Oh sweet Jesus, we've been praying."
0: <laughs> Isn't that wild? Though you look back at your friendships and you're like, "How did you guys even tolerate me before I saw a shrink?" Jeez. I mean,
1: my friend was like, "Yeah, dude, you would get a kind of dark where everyone would just <laughs> like you would drop a, like a dark joke and everyone would just like go quiet." <laughs> Let it pass, and then we'd all just start talking again. And I'd be like that evil dark laughter, like, ha, 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 yeah. It was fucking so. you just didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, so rough.
0: Yeah, I I can go there too. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just weeks. There's days.
1: <laughs> I told, I was making a joke about I have a, a little bit of skin cancer. And I have to like, it, you know, they have to like open up my head and cut it out and keep oh. digging or whatever. But I was like talking about it with this girl I'm dating and I made some like incredibly dark <laughs> joke or whatever. And she's like, oh, don't like that at all. And I was like, it's this is how I cope. Like, this yeah. is this is only the only thing I sort of know what to do with it. But yes, you're right. That was <laughs> awful. I'm not at all saying that wasn't awful. <laughs> You're right. You're definitely right that was awful.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't know what else to say and it seemed funny.
0: But I like awful thoughts. That's how I process awfulness.
1: Look, it's like taking a shit. You can't yeah. have it leave. You can't have it live in your body. <laughs> right, right. It's like that Nietzsche thing. You if you eat, right. you, there's right. like it's like you have to process this stuff. Yes. And you keep, you know, like you absorb the vitamins, yeah. <laughs> and then the rest leaves it just you. Just gets out. You have to pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love to uh Run worst case scenarios by my oh. husband all the time. Like, oh my god, jeans. Wouldn't it be funny if right now <laughs> you just scream the, the n word at this meeting? <laughs> at this meeting, with, like a major network and meeting. What would? Oh my god, wouldn't that be horrible? I've
1: had the exact same conversation <laughs> with my friend about what's the quickest way to not get cast in a pilot <laughs> is you you walk in, you say the n word, and ask who farted. <laughs> You're like you drop an n bomb. <laughs> Say who farted, and then, and then you're just like, "What's going on?" Like they, will...
0: but you walk in and you drop n bomb
1: first. It, 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 the order is kind of yeah. yeah. I think the, the n bomb is the shock, and then you, <laughs> then you you just shock everybody. And then, then you say who farted. And then everyone's Ooh, like,
0: farted.
1: <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh my god! Like, no one would even know what to do. Like, whose job is it to kick you out? They have to kick you out of the room. It's like 11 executives. No one's ever had the responsibility of, like, being security guard. So, like, the lowest level casting assistant has to be like, you have to leave. You have to leave right now. <laughs> so the other day I came home. With with this, with this friend of mine, and I walk in. I, I'd come home from walking with dogs. I walk in, and I immediately lock the deadbolt. And she was like, "Why do you lock the deadbolt?" <laughs> I do it too. And I was like, "And the honest reason I do is because <laughs> if someone tried to burst into my house." <laughs> And left the door open. My worry isn't about getting robbed. It's that the dogs would get out. I also have the scenario (laughs) that they're so cute. Someone sees them and wants to kidnap them and Uh, follows me and is like, now's my chance. I burst in, (laughs) grab them. So the minute I close the door, I click. (laughs) Which is inconceivable.
0: Uh, What kind of doggies do you have?
1: Uh, A Chow Rottweiler named Cub. He looks like a tiny bear. (laughs) And then a Chihuahua Terrier named Mr. Willis. He's just a real (laughs) garbage (laughs) face. (laughs)
0: <laughs> a garbage face, it's just
1: a real garbage it face. Smells like He's, he has the worst breath ever. <laughs> He's from the streets.
0: Uh, oh. He eats everything.
1: He is retarded. <laughs> it's the best. He's so funny. <laughs> Cub is so handsome. He looks like young <laughs> Rob Lowe. And Mr. Willis, just a lot a lot of moxie on him.
0: Yeah, he's got to get by on personality. Yeah,
1: he just likes to walk up to you and just lick your mouth. <laughs> he likes to get his tongue in your nostrils to leave his breath for <laughs> as long as possible. He's like, no, 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 this doesn't end right. This doesn't end now. <laughs> You're going to have this in your face.
0: Oh, the fish market mouth, like a Chinese mm-hmm. fish market. That's yeah. what my dog's it's like, mouth. It's, <laughs> like
1: a, it's like someone microwaved his diaper. <laughs>
0: It's the best, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love animals so much more than people. I, it, that's, I'm sure, not healthy, but...
1: That's a trust uh, thing. It
0: is. It, I hate people. I mean, I hate them, but I, I have a hard time. I have a, I have such. I have a hard time trusting other women because of my mommy issues. I yeah. have a hard time trusting people uh because of my fucking tra- it, it's like a daily struggle i spend a lot of time alone like, yeah no my- <laughs>
1: i spend tons of time alone because it's like safe yeah i know someone who went to the emdr thing and at therapy and pro- it was trauma therapy and the therapist was like i'm going to get like far away from you physically and you tell me when you start to feel uneasy <laughs> And the person said it was like 25 feet away. (laughs) And he was like, you mean, so for my entire life, anytime anyone's closer than 25 feet, I don't feel comfortable. And the therapist goes, I've had to leave the room for some people. Wow. Like, so literally, that's like your, that's how, the only place I feel safe, I feel safe in two places, my house Mm. and an Al-Anon meeting. Because everyone (laughs) there is so, like they're all there just being like i don't get it i'm like everyone no one's <laughs> talking with me no one's talking with me we're all just like hey is everyone okay like <laughs> we're all barely there we barely got there but yeah i feel safe yeah. alone in my home
0: i i agree and i here's the other place i feel safe is the comedy store
1: yeah i know how weird is that
0: right because we're all misfit toys everybody's broken yeah.
1: have you been in the new bar very i love safe.
0: it yes yeah, very so safe, safe place. i know i love it so <laughs>
1: very safe i go to the comic store i go
0: straight to that bar now yeah straight and i just sit there and i work on my you know it's
1: very safe and i just
0: if someone comes in who i want to talk to i can it's like the perfect buffer for comics
1: i feel so protected there yeah i remember a guy was near me he was talking to me and he yelled at me enthusiastically not like threateningly (laughs) and brett ernst like ran towards me thinking i was about to get my ass kicked like (laughs) i'm fucking protected at that place it's great (laughs) yeah Oh, I feel but so it's, good there.
0: But it's just the right amount of interaction with people. Yeah. It's just the right amount of like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta go now. I'm uncomfortable. I gotta go talk yeah. to someone else. Mm-hmm. You get you get your fix of being with other people without yeah. feeling your boundaries are gonna be messed with, and you're you allowed know.
1: to walk away from a conversation at any point because you're like, oh, I gotta think about my set. Yeah. When what you're really thinking about is is not talking to someone.
0: Yeah, I'm done here. Like, I just don't... I'm I'm done with this thing. I'm going to go over here now and see if there's something I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is, like, perfect interaction. Yeah, and group therapy. I used to go to group therapy. Really? Yeah. And, And in high school, it was, like, mandated... I think they knew my home was unstable and they were like, you need group therapy. Oh, okay. And it was the best. It was the best because nobody's life was as wacky as mine. I remember...
1: You could just you really crush that room. Yeah, I was like... <sighs> Cl- all closers.
0: Amateur, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Your set was all closers. Yeah,
0: dude. Totally. Yeah. They were like, my mom wanted me to clean my room today. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> my sister's on meth. My uh, Indian not <laughs> threw a plate of food across the room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my mom kicked me out again for looking at her funny. Yeah. Like, what are you
1: talking about? (laughs) That's what I've gotten from going to like meetings is I hear people who have had it a kind of worse than me where I'm like, holy shit, (laughs) holy shit. I want to a hold you. Yeah. And, and, and it makes, I'm like, you're all right, dude.
0: But then that's, isn't that a codependency anonymous meeting? Do you have to resist the temptation to get?
1: No, no, no. You're allowed to like, no, you don't get like enmeshed. You're just like, fuck. I hope you get better. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um. So, what we talked about before we turn the mics on is the reason you thought of this topic is because well, tell the story.
1: Oh, I did a podcast, and I told a story about uh, going up to like the uh, when my dad disappeared and they had to search for him, and with my. Can we
0: talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. That is a that is a really horrific. Uh, story I'll let you
1: uh m- my dad got lost hiking and froze to death <sighs> oh <my God. laughs> so they like went had to like you know there were search parties and things like that and I told a story on a podcast uh relating something that my brother did and he listened to the podcast and then emailed the <laughs> the lady who did the podcast and was like that's not what happened it was like this and then also was like, and the other thing Kevin said, yes, that happened that way. But this is, here are the ways in which he sort of sucks. <laughs> right. And this is why I wanted to like, you know, whatever. And so it, and I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, uh, he's wrong. I was like, Jeff does have a better memory than me. He has like this kind of a photographic memory. And I was like, you know what? He's probably right. I probably just like, like comedy processed the story. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I've you know shortened it, maybe like tighten made, it up, tighten right? it up, a little punch, <laughs> add a little punch, and I was like, oh, I'm an asshole. I've like regurgitated this like twice, and now I've basically edited it to serve using it like in podcast form, and I now I almost remember it that way.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: That's the thing. I I yeah. realized that with a cup, and I'm not the memories aren't coming to me now, but I I remember a few things, and, and I almost recently was like did that happen that way? Or have I now told myself it happened that way? Yeah. It's far enough back to where I'm like, I don't fucking really know. Yeah. I don't know if this is a thing I am now telling myself. And it's, and it's, been overwhelmed by so many other memories that I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, that what, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, and the older you get, too, like, I'm 38 now, and I have so many memories, yeah. and then so much shit that I can't remember. Yeah. I've blocked out a lot of stuff. Apparently, that's what they say Yeah. Just, you know, just block it out. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of it gets fuzzier and fuzzier and melded together and Yeah, so I'm basically
1: terrifying. using some of these memories as narrative. Mm. To a certain degree, it's like, oh, I need... This story will serve me in this way and I've and I've gone into my brain and edited it to either make myself worse or better mm-hmm. in the situation so that I can use that to affect myself in whatever way I've determined useful. <sighs> Which is total bullshit. <laughs> but like seems really human.
0: No that that is how I think and I think what what you just broke down is that that's how we process stories. That's kind of the the danger i guess if your brain is scrambled if your yeah. wires are crossed in your past is that you will interpret past events a certain way and to fit your narrative yeah and the the real and, and that's okay but the real danger is that you interpret present events yeah in the way that the past did and then you never kind of get well
1: it's a game of telephone within your own mind Ugh. and so yeah you re- you interpret what someone's doing, you're like, that person's trying to attack me. And someone else like, no, they're not. Yeah, crazy. That that person does not give a shit about you at all. That's the one thing I've learned recently is everyone's on their own program. Yeah, yeah. The time they actually spend thinking about me, minimal. (laughs) At best. At best. (laughs) Like, and it's it's really freeing to where I'm just like, oh, I can go do all, I can just go live my life. I'll see these people when I see them. But until, like almost until I'm in front of them, I am straight up not in their headspace.
0: And no, and and uh, and even when some they do things that are when they do things that affect you negatively, like again nine times out of ten that person's just acting out of the way in which they know how.
1: It's really not that hard to figure out why they did it. Yeah, and you're like, oh that like you get mad for a second, and you look at it, you're like, oh they didn't fucking stand a chance. Yeah, <laughs> you're like they didn't. That's not what they wanted. No one. People don't actually want to be dicks. Well, okay, I have two thoughts on this. They're
0: sociopaths, yeah.
1: Yeah, sociopaths is a word that gets thrown around a lot now.
0: Because there's a lot you think? in L.A. I,
1: I mean, you could make the case that if you're a sociopath, you go to certain places in the world where you can use those traits. But I notice that people, whenever you hear about people like wanting success, they're like, man, if I got this, I can tell everyone to go fuck themselves. Like, It seems to be just like, when I get big, I get to be an asshole. Yeah, but I don't know if that. Mo- and then there's the other thing, where it's people who want to get like big, it's like, oh, I want to build like an animal sanctuary. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm gonna be doing. Just, yeah, just dogs.
1: Yeah, no. I'd save horses too.
0: Ho- I hate horses. What? You like horses? No, but they get Ugh. mistreated. By whom?
1: People who ride them. I know.
0: No. I agree. That's why I don't. I don't want. Why would you sit on a horse? Why it's,
1: would you sit on it? They love it. Fuck yourself. No, they don't. Fuck. <laughs> yourself <laughs> really do you love the do you love a heavy backpack with a, per, a thing on it that hits your ass
0: i agree how do so we dumb. how did we determine no, they love the running love they love yeah. running free and free
1: without a without a harness <laughs> that's like saying someone loves headgear <laughs> no it makes them smile happier it's bullshit
0: i agree they i love it I fuck know. you i don't like the whole horse culture um I don't understand it. It's oh yeah, some weird rich
1: weirdo uh, <laughs> steeple chase. That bullshit where they. Wh- what's the thing with uh, Mitt Romney's wife was really good at it. It has some a asinine name like, oh, fuck. It's a, it's a, like horse entry or some bullshit. <laughs> And, and they just take this beautiful animal that should oh, yeah. be just cruising around and like, no, we're going to break its spirit, <laughs> hop on top of it, yeah. and then make it jump a ridiculous parade so I can for, wear this fucking hat.
0: For rich people to clap. And the, there's no utility. There's no purpose.
1: Yeah. There's never been a polo match that had more than 400 people watching it. Yet here we are, several horses involved. And then, as soon as one—God forbid—breaks his legs, they just take out a gun and kill it. I know, assholes. So
0: inhumane. Fuck. Fucking horses. Ugh. I just blame the horse. I'm like, why do you let them do this to you? I hope, You're a, a, majestic I hope a horse animal.
1: rapes Mitt Romney's mouth <laughs> <laughs> until he dies.
0: Me too. Until his
1: head falls off his body. I want a horse to hate fuck Mitt Romney's head <laughs> off his body and everyone else who's ever uh, played, played played done anything like that. <laughs> I want I the horses that. to rise up.
0: Wasn't there that guy that was trying to have sex with the horse, and then the horse killed him? And nothing made me happier than knowing that he died.
1: I will masturbate to bulls, <laughs> g- goring uh, bullfighters. <laughs> I will. I will. I watch. I w- when there's a t- there's a uh, footage of an elephant <laughs> at like an Indian wedding, finally snapping and just oh, trampling a bunch great. of motherfuckers. Great. The erection I have to hide. <laughs> Is substantial because fuck you, <laughs> <I know. laughs> fuck you guys. You can't fuck with, you can't keep fucking with people just, like this. No, it's like yeah, well, you shouldn't fuck. With it. No one watches that video. and Goes, oh, how did it happen? They go, yeah, when of when an elephant snaps and goes ripping through a circus, you're like, yeah, man, yeah, about what,
0: time. What did you think was going to happen? It's like
1: that movie Falling Down. It's yeah. just it's <laughs> elephant falling down. But yeah, That's right. I wish I I <sighs> I would I I wish there was just a channel devoted to bulls. Just killing Goring, matadors. Yeah,
0: I agree. You and know what? going
1: into the stands and killing the fans.
0: Yeah. That, oh yeah. For sure, they get punished too. The adults, for encouraging it. The
1: kids. Everyone.
0: Everyone. Fuck them. I also get upset. This might be too nitpicky, but when I watch Caesar Milan, I love that show, and um, and I I get upset when I see people picking. Like you have to really be selective of the type of dog you bring into your home because they are wolves essentially yep. that are domesticated. And that's why I pick tiny little lap dog shit yep. dogs. They make tiny shits. They don't really do much. They don't need a lot. And it's perfect. But um, it always bums me out when people get these like massive 150 pound dogs yeah. that have severe exercise needs. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what's wrong with them. He's just yeah. chewing up the house. And they live in an apartment.
1: Yeah, you see a Great Dane in New York, you're like, you're a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> like, send it to Wyoming. Make a trade. Yeah. Yeah, there should be no so dog over twenty pounds in a major city.
0: In an apartment, yeah. Like if yeah. you're, if you're not capable, and, and if you do have one in a tiny little space, you better be running with that dog. You every better, day. yeah.
1: Dog park. You better have a Ten regiment. Miles, yeah. My dog, my pets run the schedule of my life.
0: Oh, mine too. Isn't it the best?
1: It's the best, but like <laughs> I can't, I can't like spend the night at someone's house for the moment. Like that's not sure. an option. I'm like, I gotta go. But, those... you're,
0: but you're a good dog owner You're a good dog daddy
1: I love them so hard
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, love them, I love them so hard They're my
1: very best friends
0: <laughs> They can't talk back And they can't bring up the past I'll kill everyone <sighs> I, will,
1: like, if it, I will kill anyone
0: I know, me too <laughs> Fuck. Tries to hurt my sweet little FIFA
1: The mistake someone would be making By trying to hurt one of my pets Would be one they would Never be able to fix Because they'd die
0: I know so wait but back to memory okay okay well then how do you go on how do you live after the tragic death of your father how did you this how many years ago was this because i do remember when this happened seven horrible okay so i mean how long before you felt like a human again and
1: probably five i was probably like a robot like full robot for like five years (laughs)
0: like
1: just like a ghost person Like, where I was, like, and it wasn't, like, I remember telling the person I was married to, like, you should probably just leave, because this is never, I'm never going to get better. Yeah. Like, this isn't, this doesn't go away. You'd be better off.
0: Wow. And that's, I mean, that, talk about self-awareness, though, on your part, to be able to say that to somebody, and...
1: I mean, it was just, like, I, I remember having the sense that I didn't care about doing anything anymore. I was like, what... What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? It was like that. Yeah. Where I was like like overwhelmed by the chaos that is like the universe, I guess. Where I was yeah. like, oh, this is the first... And then other people kept dying. So I was like, oh, oh this is what life no. is. This is like, oh, every 18 months, someone who really liked you and who you really like dies. So this is just life. So I'll just do this alone. Like, I'll just uh, I'll just do this by myself. And like, everyone should go away. And it made sense to me at the time, like, just kind of empirically, where it's like, okay, I can't, I can't manage this and be like a happy person emotionally, so let's just not involve anyone in this. And I'll be, not fine, but like, it'll suck, but at least I won't be like dragging anyone else through it.
0: But the irony being that sometimes other people can help bring you out totally. of the darkness. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I've learned since, since like getting to therapy and going to the program I go to, is if you let people actually help, it helps <laughs> right. which sounds so simple but like letting people be nice to you is like which i have have had such an aversion to because to me it always was like well then i owe you
0: no oh, yeah like too. if i
1: let you be nice to me then you, uh, uh, then you have, you're going to want credit like i owe you i can't like i can't be myself anymore cuz I, I now like live in debt to you mm-hmm. whereas like that is so fu- whereas i'm constantly doing shit for people and expecting nothing yeah. and they're the exact same way they don't expect anything but like I took that memory and turned it into this thing, for a while, where I was like, oh, this, I'm using this event and the memory of it and how I compartmentalize that memory, and and I'm incapable of using it for uh, to learn from, or I, I'm just using it as a as a means by which to turn life into a thing that is a thing you suffer through, mm. and you just get through.
0: Now, had you had a depression spell before? Was this the first time? I was never like
1: the happiest kid or anything. I was always kind of like a quiet kid who, who like, you know, I guess was just, I, I, you could say I had like low level depression, but I kept to myself and I was sort of like, I had friends for sure, but I also was very comfortable like by myself. Like, I, I can, I can't remember like doing lots of stuff socially. I just like was like the kid who was always like drawing or whatever. Yeah. Which that was my identity. And like, that was like the foundation of how I got attention and my self worth. So it never felt like, uh, I guess I'll just draw alone. Like, that's always, (laughs) like, it felt really satisfying. Like, Like, I feel stoked.
0: I get to. Yeah, I feel really like
1: (laughs) comfortable and safe when I do it. Yeah. It feels like really satisfying. Like, time goes by super fast. But yeah, I probably was like kind of a sad kid. I don't know. My parents, like, but again, super normal things. Like, my parents got divorced, which is the like, open mic of trauma it's like yeah. nothing
0: yeah well how old were you when they got divorced? 10 that's actually that's i think that's hard like mine divorced at four and i think ten's harder because you actually have memory of them together
1: well yeah i knew what divorce was from like tv yeah.
0: well like, and growing up i'm sure in california everybody
1: yeah everyone got divorced yeah but i remember being like my parents getting divorced my best friend was like minor divorce and i was like oh <laughs> okay well
0: yeah and
1: yeah he's like and what and then you're like oh everyone's is okay yeah like it's not a thing you complain about especially in yeah LA. it's super normal yeah i think people's parents are together are real weird
0: i agree i agree my husband's parents are together and i was like <laughs> what the fuck i agree to me divorce is like just the beginning it's like ah eh, all right that's that's like jv squad drama. <laughs> that's nothing dude like all right you want to talk some shit it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. just the beginning yeah. yeah that's nothing yeah but but i don't mean to diminish it because to a child's mind it, it really is the breaking up of your house it's everything you knew is now different and it's, it's the first traumatic. like
1: sprinkling of realism yeah it's like there's no santa people don't stay together
0: and it's all happening at 10 isn't that when you find out about santa nine I, eight
1: yeah somewhere around there i think i found out a little earlier
0: mm-hmm. but yeah
1: it's like uh fairy tales are fake <laughs> and your parents stopped loving each other on wednesday
0: <laughs> so awful. and then so they split and then who are, who did you live with mom i lived
1: uh initially with my dad at our house then he got remarried and i went and lived with him a lot of the time and then would go back and forth a little and then i didn't get along with my stepmom for like a little while so i went and lived with my mom for like most of high school and then i eventually started getting along with my stepmom again and so now it's just like normal
0: Step-parents are so hard. Step-moms. It's an
1: impossible needle to thread. Yeah. They, they, you, all of a sudden, they're your family. I was a fucking little at, like sarcastic asshole. hmm You know, she's trying to also manage my father. She had kids, so she's in, also in charge of my father, and her daughter's getting along. Meanwhile, I'm being an asshole, and she, her job's to get along with the asshole. <laughs> that sucks. And it's just, it's just a lot of, it's too much to do. Mm. All at one time, so like I don't look back and I'm like, oh, you should have fixed. This. It's like no, it's, it's a h- really hard situation.
0: Well, don't you find too is that did your did your father marry somebody similar to your mom emotionally? No, I don't think so. No, no pretty, pretty different. different. So he actually figured it out the second yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's he, remarkable.
1: I think yeah, I think he married someone who was like maybe a little more type A than my mom, mm. and was just like a little more assertive and like I don't know.
0: Well, it's good. mo well, I you know because I. My parents have divorced, remarried, divorced, remarried, and they seem to just marry the same person. Yeah. Different different shells, same problems. Yeah. You're like, you could have just stayed with the first one. Saved us all a lot of trouble.
1: I've know? noticed that in my own dating pattern, whereas I've I think I'm breaking the cycle of like looking for the same type of person. Yeah. Whereas like I actually I like want someone who's like assertive and smart and doesn't like isn't afraid of me, isn't like that impressed by me being sort of smart where they're like, yeah, yeah you're smart, whatever. But like, isn't like, <laughs> wor- you know, I, I like someone who is like, hey, knock it off, fuck face. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, like Push I, back. it makes me try harder to be like a better person. Like, I I mean, I just want to try harder. Like, The littlest extra effort is such a huge yield. Mm. It's not like 20% extra effort gets you like 60% in return.
0: That's so true.
1: And all you have to do is like, so like I opened the like this this girl I, I started seeing now, like I still op like we've been seeing each other I guess a month. I still open the door to the car. And I'm going to like is I'm going to try to forever. Yeah. Like why not? It's so fucking easy.
0: Dude, can I tell you someone Tom and I have been together for ten years mm-hmm. total and I have to tell you that if you're not kind and if you don't do those little things, I think that's how you unravel a yeah. relationship.
1: Also, they're the one who's being the nicest to you. Yeah. Usually. Yes.
0: That's the irony, but a lot of people treat the person closest to them the worst. They well, make it's because that
1: person... it takes the most unraveling to get them to go away. You have like this oh. big leeway where you're like, oh, you love me. So I can be a dick for fucking a year. Oh, you could God. be. A total asshole for probably an entire calendar year, like intolerable (laughs) for a whole year to where he'd be like, all right, I can't. This is enough. He (laughs) would hang in there for so long. So you have, instead of taking that goodwill and rewarding it, most people test it. And that's the thing I don't ever want to do ever again. It's so, it's so Mm -hmm. like lazy and it's so selfish. That's what I'm going, that's what I'm doing with those memories. Mm-hmm. Is like, you remember when you did that super wrong? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't fucking do that again. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that episode of Seinfeld where Costanza just does everything he normally, w- does the opposite of his normal instincts. Mm-hmm. Whereas part of me now, things that would like make me uneasy, I just do them. Yeah. Like when I'd be like, uh, yeah. actually, if you, I mean, I don't really, I was like, <laughs> I don't really into that. Like, I mean, if you're like, if I feel a little awkward. It's like, no, no, I just go, I literally walk right towards them. Yeah. And every single time, I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? You spent 20 years being terrified of, like, that thing or whatever it is. It's always some social thing. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: Like, going to meet a whatever, or these people. Or, and it's just like, oh, like, I get weird. It's like, no <laughs> one's going to hate. Like, do you think, it's so arrogant to think you're interesting enough to have someone hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? What are they going to hate about me? My fucking cardigan? Like, yeah. what are they mad at? Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to hate me. Like, really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Really? You're the, you're a supervillain? <laughs> like, Mussolini? Like, you're just a fucking guy who lives in Los Feliz. Like, you're not that fascinating. Well, no,
0: and they're probably in their own worlds of hell. Everybody's in their own head of yeah oh, my God, do they see this in me? Um, I, I look this way and blah, 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 blah. It's
1: I like- met this girl's, like, best friend. And I was like, at one point, I was like, she, like, went went to the restroom. I was like, am I doing all right? And she goes, oh, I don't care if she likes you. Or, 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 I don't care. And she goes, it's just, I just want you to like her. Like, it wasn't a test. It was like a test for her. <laughs> I was like, for real? I like everyone. I will like everyone. <laughs> yeah. Give me 10 minutes. I will find a reason to like everyone. Yeah. I get, if you give me the the nice thing about codependence is if you give me a little if you give me a minute I will find a reason to make all your behavior okay
0: to justify it. Yeah, I'm like you didn't
1: con- fucking stand a
0: chance. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's interesting. I think the the key to this discussion about memory is like, I guess you have to acknowledge it in the moment of of when you go into something and you're triggered by whatever. Yeah. For instance, your your example of the glass breaking, mm-hmm. do you go ah, I'm gonna get, or do you go Okay, I get that. I know what that is. Yeah. I'm being triggered. This is a this is not a rational response right now that yeah. I am having.
1: That's what I've learned. I, to a certain degree, it sounds kind of intense to say, but I can't trust my own brain. Yeah, my initial too. reaction that my brain has.
0: Me too. Where
1: something happens, <laughs> my initial reaction is this. I now know that. <laughs> 85% of the time that <laughs> reaction is going to be way wrong. Yes. So I have the reactions I can't make the reaction not come. Right. What I can do is be like that's not the right way to. Is
0: that in reality check it go cuz when my phone rings I assume the worst too. Yeah. I'm going to get yelled at I've done something wrong. So right. I've done something wrong. And I go is that really empirically yeah. the dog groomer is confirming yeah. the appointment. It's on someone like Tuesday. do you want
1: bread <laughs> <laughs> literally no dead bodies are involved on right. any level. Right. Do you do we need bread? It's like the most mundane opposite of a dead person.
0: Right. And and there there were years I just wouldn't ever answer my phone. Oh, do you yeah, know that yeah. there were years I would not pick up because I I I it could be my mom yelling at me. That's always my fear cuz she yeah. would whatever, always yelling at me over the phone. So that became my like <laughs> bad things happen, uh, and then you're like you're. It's not it's not always going to be evil. Yeah, it's not always going to ruin your life.
1: That's what I've. Uh, I can't trust my brain. Yeah, which is fine. I For don't think now
0: until I think unless and you know as in training a dog you kind of have to do its repetitiveness <laughs> yeah. right, and eventually it's gradual. But over time, your dog will do what you want it to do.
1: Well, I just have like the roadmap. I like yeah. I understand the I know the process by which to get to a better decision. My new thing is I don't panic as much. Mm. I I have an initial panic and but then I know I'm not allowed to make any decisions yes in that moment.
0: That's huge.
1: Feel the panic. Yes. And I'm like you're going to have to sell your house.
0: <laughs> you're going to be homeless. <laughs> like, you're going to sell your house.
1: And then I go what, just let's just wait five minutes. Let's just walk the dog or yeah. whatever it is, and I'm come back. I'm like, you're not gonna have to sell your house at all, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> you sit there and you you do the math. And you're like, it's fine.
0: Everything's gonna be fine.
1: Yeah, everything's gonna be fine. So like, I I realize that the panic is actually kind of a lie. Panic yeah. is usually a lie most of the time.
0: Yes, yes. Actually, yes. Most yeah. of your my initial fear thing. Oh, everything's gonna be awful. It's all gonna fall apart. I'm gonna be homeless. I'm gonna, oh, my career's gonna be over. And then you're like, oh, that never really happens that nope. way.
1: No, panic is like, panic grabs hold of your memories and takes only the toughest parts and shows them to you in like 3D at the front of your brain. Yeah, and goes all these things that you remember being awful are about to happen at the same time. Mm. Which is quite literally impossible. And you go, you're right. And then, <laughs> and you just like duck and cover and start like throwing things out the window because you're like, the house is on fire. And then it's like, no, wait, none of those things happen.
0: No. And why can't memory? I wish memory would put together all the, the times that it didn't happen that way. Uh, At the forefront, and I know they. uh, Your memory doesn't work that way because the traumatic stuff is what sticks to you because there's such an emotional resonance with trauma, pain related. Yeah, yeah, pain is a real.
1: Well, no one fears pleasure. Yeah, (laughs) no one's like, "Uh oh, this is about to feel super good. Like, you don't fear pleasure, so there's no like. I don't think there's that initial. Your heart rate doesn't speed up as quickly. It like it ramps up. Whereas when fear happens, it's like you go from you know probably 70 beats a minute to like. 120 real quick yeah and that's when there was a whole thing there's a book that the a- athletes read called 10 minute toughness how they like calm themselves down to be effective in like high purchase situations and the very first part is slowing your pulse hmm. once you get up to like 140 beats your brain quite literally doesn't work as well wow. so it's that panic to where everything's just like going too fast and you can't you can't make the right decision. So it's about like slowing the brain down, slowing your heart down, which will then make your brain work better.
0: Calm, calm, calm assertive energy, like Caesar Milan says.
1: Well, he also has shock collars
0: on those dogs. That's true too, motherfucker. <laughs> that is the truth of it, though. You gotta have to calm yourself down and go, what's really happening, and then get your mind right before you go into any situation that requires you to act.
1: I feel like the only time panic works. Is when it inspires like a physical reaction. Like you know, you hear those stories of like someone in in a in, a, in like an emergency can like lift a Coke machine because yep. it fell on a kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like that's when that panic forces a shit ton of blood and and like adrenaline to your muscles. And you don't even, you know it's that shit. No one remembers. They're so, like, I don't remember doing that. Right. Like I just went red. You I, just did, I it. You just it did it. I picked it up. I picked the motorcycle up off the kid, and everyone was fine. I mm-hmm. ran into the building. That's when it's actually useful. The problem is when your brain does that, when you're just at like Rite Aid.
0: I know. And
1: someone drops like a fucking (laughs) bottle, like an old lady drops a bottle and you're like, gang war! And it's not a gang war at all. But your body goes, gang war! And you're fucking stuck at Rite Aid. Your heart rate's up. Uh, You're trying to buy meds and it's a shit show.
0: (laughs) I'm always amazed at my dog. Uh, When I watch him... If you watch animals respond to shit happening in the house and it's 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 so instinctual. And there, I think the, the flip of this is what I'm trying to say is that ignoring impulses, too, is a bit of my problem with the overthinking stuff. Because then I go, all right, am I just responding to trauma? Am I responding to this inappropriately or the right way? And, and then I, I don't my gauge isn't there yet. Yeah. And but I'll watch my dog like the other day, a suitcase fell over and he just instinctively like knew to get the fuck out of the way. Like, boo, boo, boo. I'm over here now. Later. He didn't bark or panic. He was just like, oh, get fuck this. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that's uh, it's such a clear. um... He didn't
1: write a bit about it or talk about (laughs) it in therapy for a month. Right. (laughs) He just
0: knew like, oh, it's time for me to get out of here right now. And I guess that just come. That's like the middle ground to memory. Like, do we do we remain traumatized in the present or do we just react and kind of go on with our thing? I
1: am that's like I in a weird way want to can as much as I can control the creation of new memory where it's like when something seemingly minuscule happens and we've all been there where you go to therapy you kind of got nothing. Yeah. And you're like, all right, yeah. well, we're going to talk about some real bullshit minutia. <sighs> yeah. But then the problem is, then you talked about it for an hour. I know. And then it made it more important than it is, when the fact is, you just were in there bombing. Yeah. And you had nothing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fucking taking a tiny thing, and you're like, and then they were just like, sort of looked at me weird, and I was like, is that weird? And it's just some boring nothingness, when you should be like, I'm sort of happy, and everything's fine. Yeah. You talk, here's 180 bucks. Yeah. Whatever. So, in I want to be able to, like your dog, be like, that happened, I reacted to it, and then fucking forget it, because it was yep. nothing. Yeah. And then, like, don't remember. Lately, people are like, what was, where were, when did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. They're <laughs> like, when did you have that happen? And I'm like, I don't remember. Like, did you work last week? I'm like, I don't
0: know. I don't know
1: anymore. Because I'm not... I'm not like, fix, try, I'm not trying to fixate on things that I have no use for.
0: Yeah. And it's also um, the fear of the feelings again, which I've really found for me, like when bad things in your past kind of come up in the present again, the potential for the thing to go bad, you're like, I'm really not afraid of a bad thing happening. I'm afraid of feeling the feelings. Again. Yeah. And that's really, it's like fear. It's you're just dealing with fear. I mean, fear it's been feelings.
1: suggested to me to go to like trauma therapy. I was like, yeah, I can't do that yet.
0: Yeah, I'm not, like I like, don't I
1: don't really want to live I don't I'm not ready to like feel it again Oh God
0: No Yeah That's the
1: part of it's it, the worst Marin said something to me that I think about a lot that I think uh. is smart He we were talking He he goes are You in therapy I go Yeah He goes He goes Just know there's some things you can't unfuck <laughs> And I was like Yeah You're right Like uh-huh. while we're all like getting better Our memories and the things that have happened to us are like a like, embossed part of our makeup. Yeah. And while I think what we've been talking about is how they're malleable and selective and, you know, you can change them in your mind is, like, you can, at your best, hopefully train your brain to use them in a way that's useful. Mm. But you're never going to turn... You're never going to, like, scrub the stain completely. No. It's always kind of there. It's like a bad tattoo. Like, even mm-hmm. when they laser it off, there's that <laughs> mark... <laughs> And you're like, yeah. I mean, I made some mistakes. <laughs> it's Sort of funny, but like, you're like, you're just trying to make the most out of a bad ingredient. Yeah, it's still a bad ingredient. Yeah, and that's just unfor- Life is actually not super fair. No, it's way less fair. I mean, you know, we could be doing this podcast in the
0: Philippines. I think about this all the time. Yeah. That's what I say on this show. Just the. Look, the virtue of us being born in the western part of the world, I could have been born in Hungary. I should have been born in a communist... <laughs> my parents are Hungarian. Yeah. I, I should have been in the eastern block with 10 kids by now and no future. There's and, this
1: Estonian woman that works on the show I work on, and I was like, what fruit do you not have? She goes, at Christmas, we got tangerines.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've literally heard that. <laughs> yeah. My father said for Christmas, I had an orange once. And yeah. It was like the best day of my life. Yeah. I had chicken once a year.
1: I mean, and you know, you hear about in other cultures, like when people complain about their lives, it's so culturally weird they get laughed at. Marlon Brando was obsessed with, I want to say, the people in Fiji. I, want, I think that's where he lived, or he had like a place or something. And he's like, oh, if you ever act arrogant, they wouldn't be like, don't be like that. They laughed at you so hard, you never did it again.
0: Oh, they shamed you? Out yeah, of
1: not enemy. even shamed, they just were just like, that's so, you're being so funny right now? Wow. Like if you were like "I'm Marlon Brando, they laughed He's at like, you so hard. <laughs> that's great. that you just never did it again because you're like, "Oh, it didn't work. I didn't get the result that I normally get, so you just stopped doing it by virtue of it being useless. So hopefully, in the same way. Oh,
0: that's so interesting.
1: You stop using your memories in the way that ceases that that has become obsolete.
0: That's so interesting, but Dr. Phil would say, because you know sometimes you do stuff and you get a negative payoff. Mm-hmm. And he always goes, well, what's the payoff in there? What what kind of a payoff are you getting emotionally? Yeah. So you, you cognizant, you're cognizant of what you're doing and then you still do it to get a bad reaction because there's some negative emotional payoff to it. I
1: remember I, this was probably a couple years ago. I was trying to hang out with this girl. I liked her way more than she liked me. Mm. And I was like going over to her place and I was in my car and I remember I said out loud you're not going to get what you want right now. Mm. So don't even hope. Like not like she wasn't gonna be mean. I was just like she isn't capable of giving you what you want yeah. in this particular moment. So don't go in there hoping to get it. You're fully not.
0: Yeah.
1: Just go be okay with what you get and then figure it out after the fact. But I was like, you're not gonna get what you want right now.
0: <laughs> but that is that is that a bad thought? I no, think it was good. Good. It yeah. was
1: good because I otherwise I would have gone in there and just been like. Mm -hmm. Wide-eyed been, like, waiting to see a thing that was never going to show up.
0: Oh, don't you hate that with people?
1: I mean, it's your... But it was my fault for being there. I know. Don't go to the hardware store for oranges.
0: No, you can't. And (laughs) that's a lesson I've just recently learned with people. It's like, you can't... You can't go into it with unreasonable expectations. No. they're never going to... There's
1: a thing they're capable of actually giving you. And if they're not, going into it thinking you're going to get that is actually kind of being an asshole. Because yeah. you're then, like, you're basically, especially if you point it out, then you're you're just saying, like, hey, you're not enough for me. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm enough for me, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel fine. Yeah.
1: Like, I, by the way, I felt fine until you said that. Yeah. So you're the one here being like, hey, why don't you have all this stuff I want? It's like, because I don't have it, man. I never did. Yeah. And you came here asking for some shit that did not
0: live here. Mm-hmm. And then you got to you know break up with that person or whatever yeah and then you feel like a dick because really you're just not what i'm looking for
1: you know people always use that word chemistry chemistry is two people liking each other at the same level at the same time
0: i i think yes and your unconscious issues align yeah your level of trauma your subconscious whatever meddling your childhood shit kind of meshes i think that's a lot a little bit yeah Cause I, there's people who, you know, you talk to them and you're like, yeah, you don't get it, we're <laughs> And then there's other people who are like, you get it, bro. You've yeah. been there. You've been there. You, you get have to it. say
1: almost nothing. You just have like a shorthand. Yes. But yeah, that's what I've learned. Is mm-hmm. most people, you know, they only they can give what they have. Yeah. They can't invent it. Mm-hmm. And don't ask for it. <laughs>
0: don't ask for. it. You'd be a lot happier. For real. Well, shit. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Kevin Christie, you're the best. I think you're tremendously funny. How can people find you besides Twitter? Do you want anything else to plug? Uh, I can
1: go look at drawings on my Instagram. Same as my Twitter. at Kevin G. Christie. I'm on the show Masters of Sex on Showtime.
0: Oh, my God. I just got into that show. Oh. I'm on episode four, season one, and I love it.
1: I will show up in four episodes. And
0: oh, I'm... I can't wait. I'm in love with this show. So Masters of one. Sex. It's on Showtime. You can get it on demand. I've been watching all yeah. the episodes. Every night I watch an episode before bed. Oh. I abso- It's so smart. And I, you know, I'm so, uh, uh, the stupid billboards for that show when it came out, it didn't really tell you much about the show. It was just two people fucking, and I'm like, yeah, but I've seen two people fucking. <laughs> yeah, Why would no. I watch this?
1: It's they they. I think initially they sold it like, look how sexy this show yeah. is. Yeah, but it's actually it's just fascinating. Yeah, it's no, it's the fanciest thing I've ever been a part of.
0: It's the it's the the guy Masters, uh,
1: Masters, Masters and Johnson. Johnson. They did pioneering uh, research about sex in the '50s, '60s, '70s, and '80s
0: it's wonderful and they're the ones you like
1: started with touch therapy and surrogates like they broke they basically mapped the female orgasm it's intense
0: it's so cool and the the characters are outstanding it's really well done yeah and you know it's a little bit titillating and it's a it's a lot smart and it's it's incredibly smart the
1: people that write it are fucking smart michael and lizzie (sighs) are such good actors everyone on that show is so good
0: God, I, I can't believe it! I can't believe you're on the show. I'm so excited now to watch it.
1: It's exciting.
0: What do you play? Can you I tell play me that?
1: Lester. I'm the archivist. I show up. My job is to. F- uh, I I don't know what you've seen so
0: far. Um, episode four is where I am. So the, the wife's preggers. Have you seen the? the yes. Okay, Ulysses.
1: I helped t- help turn Ulysses into a a different kind of a camera.
0: Oh, cool.
1: And then I become the archivist. I film the people boning.
0: Oh, how (laughs) cool. Oh, so they, okay, good. I'm glad they get there. And then, yeah, they,
1: and then uh, I basically work. Now I'm, I work at the clinic. I'm the archive. We just started filming season three.
0: Oh my gosh. Check it out. It's yeah. so good. Masters of sex Tremendous on Showtime. Show. Kevin Christie, you're my absolute favorite. Thank Will you. you come back and do the show again? Anytime. I feel like you get it, bro. I feel like you're yeah, on dude. it. <laughs>
1: it's fucking get all up in the brain. <laughs> it's the only place that's interesting.
0: <laughs> I, I agree, right? Yeah,
1: fuck the Grand Canyon.
0: The extra mental world is not as fun as... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's been D bros. See you next time. (laughs) Now what? I don't know. Philosophize Philosophize with. What's that? What's that? That's teeth, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life. And you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.